1: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home
0: for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey y'all, Bayou Bendis here. You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf and of course, hockey and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front-row seat in all of the action. Making a line on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap, and then sit back and watch your points pile up. DraftKings has paid over $7 billion to users across the sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all of the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using the code THPN. New users will get a free entry with the first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for more.
1: Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, joined once again and always by my wonderful co-host, Corey, the Bayou Benders, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. I'm fucking dead in the brain today i have already mispronounced minutes as minners i have just fucked up entirely in trying to hold a conversation before this and i'm sure you have been laughing behind that screen Corey. but we're back for another episode how are you bud
0: i'm good i'm super good um it's so hard not to like to act a fool when you're doing the intro, like, I want to scream. I want to, like, make stupid noises because that's just, like, the type of person I am. But, like, you, you're you having such a tough time with, with basic just, words like me the today. English, the so. English
1: language <laughs> is just difficult to comprehend sometimes. Dude,
0: it's that post-workout, 100%. Like, you just get dummy. You get super dummy. I think
1: what's happening is I'm spending so much time in the gym now that I'm becoming one of them. And my brain cells are just slowly, you know, fading away.
0: Like, like Kevin from the office, you know, like few, few word do trick, you know, just like getting the (laughs) basics out and we're figuring it out around you, you know, fair enough. You got to lose something to gain the muscle. You know what I'm saying? Like people think that you just gain muscle by, you know, working out and eating and eating correctly. But no, like you, you literally have to sacrifice something. People think it's time. No, it's like brain cells. So (laughs) I think sleep is more accurate. (laughs) But no, man, uh, I'm doing good. Just uh, another day. We got a fucking win the other day. It's uh, let's it feels...
1: fucking go. It's about
0: goddamn time. Hundred percent. It feels. <laughs> I always send that gift to you. It's about damn time. I love it. It's it's. Uh, I felt the real southernness in you, and the South is about to take a big hit. Um, due to like both Texas, states, man. both states in between <laughs> us are like we're hundred percent cured. Texas be like, well, we just got through the blazer.
1: Let's open up for COVID.
0: Yeah, fuck Essentially, it. yeah, hundred percent. That's my southern like, accent. Just, by the they're way, they're done. You, beautiful, beautiful. But they're done pretending like <laughs> this. There's a problem in the entire world. They're like one year later to the day. They're like fuck it, fuck it. Let's just let's just reopen
1: everything. They're going. Let's me- don't mess with Texas. I think they're about to get messed with. Uh, there'll will be some rises. <laughs> their ho- statistics. Their hockey team's been getting messed with too. After a very hot start, the Dallas Stars are kind of like the entire state cooling the fuck down. Dude, did you Holy. see?
0: Did you see Braden Point drop the fuck out of Cogliano the other night? Just and that <clears throat> camera angle. Kinda, <clears> throat> 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 you're, oh, you're gonna elbow me.
1: Oh Jesus. Dude. Oh, it took that's fucking hockey right there.
0: <laughs> that dude turned into a
1: power forward in like two seconds. <laughs> He's not a big guy either. No. That's why he fell in the draft so far. He's a pretty small <laughs> dude. But man, you know, moving on to some Habs stuff, because you know what? We finally got a some fucking positivity. Yeah, and it's a bit exciting to talk today. You know, what? Like- yes, it really is. And of course, because logically i was working a four to 12 while this game was going on but i am i'm staying faithful to the boys i had my camera not my oh my god (laughs)
0: he's got that roid dumb boy oh i need some sleep
1: (laughs) i had my phone like basically like wedged in between where i have to be for my job and i Mm -hmm. was like you know thank god like all my, like, employees at the time, they understood, they covered me. Every workplace, I don't know if you've worked in a place with cameras. You, like, you, know where all the, you know where all the blind spots are. I was right in that little fucking corner, watching the game, having a good time. I turned it right on as Jeff Petrie was receiving a beautiful dish on the power play and just fucking laser beam into the top corner. What a shot. And I got it like in the limited time that I was watching that power play, it seems like one practice was a bros has done. And obviously it's a little early on more than Kirk Muller in one practice has did in four years. It's ridiculous. Like they just, it seemed like a totally new power play.
0: Yeah. And we were, we were on one, we were on one that night. Uh, But before we get into it, you brought up cameras and it's just, it's (laughs) gotta be said. Right. So like, You know, the blind spots and it's like, yeah, you have to learn those, especially when like you're you're a sports fan. You have to get your shit in. Like I worked in a bar, a sports bar at that, you know, so like you go into the front where everybody's at. There's like 12 televisions. I've got at least three on hockey, but there's none in the fucking kitchen. Obviously, no work would be done. So what we would do is our our main camera was right above the corner by the door. And just so happened, we would stack pizza boxes right under it. And on game days, we would stack pizza boxes in front of it, in front of the camera. And that way I could have the game set up on the on the speakers with, you know, with my phone on. And then just tap to their Wi-Fi and just probably not work for like an hour and a half. But um, that is like, <laughs> it was beautiful. My, it was a beautiful favorite, <laughs> my favorite Bill
1: Gates quote which is weird that I have a favorite it's actually just one of my favorite quotes but he goes hey, "How how's it go he said I always get lazy people to deal with my toughest problems because they will always find the easiest way to do that mm-hmm. to do it and that is how I imagine like the the creative ways that people find not to do their job like if they put that effort into into like I, I'm guilty of it too into actually like working or like working on myself I would be a millionaire like the the just the creative ideas and ways you get out of doing work I just think it's funny
0: oh 100 people will
1: always find a way always 100
0: when I was training back in my day before I became you know like the the nighttime manager before I got into that role I remember one of the guys that was that was training me quote unquote he got fired like days later but he was just <laughs> like he was just like ain't nobody gonna work me like a slave. And I was just like, I understand, you know, I understand that, you know, like this job can be this is the city. I've worked in the restaurant before I know how it can be. It's very slave uh, intensive, it's very hot. And I remember so you'd have to go walk upstairs into our liquor room. And above these like Gibraltar fucking towers of of cabinets that had all the liquors in it, we, we put our boxes of, of cups, and you'd have to fucking climb a ladder. So what oh, he would do I, was can he I would just interject go ahead, for go, ahead. go ahead
1: <laughs> working in a like a real kitchen for one 8-hour shift I learned two things one I have never been so painstakingly hot in my entire life and two the amount of fucking cups a restaurant goes through <sighs> Oh my god! And I like in one eight-hour shift. I I hate cups now. Fuck cups. So mm-hmm. I can't imagine how you feel. Oh, just to be a crazy. bar, yeah, hundred percent. Oh my
0: god! And then you got all the different sizes, which makes it worse. Um, but yeah, so he would t- he would take the ladder and just fucking bang the bottom of the boxes, and oh, it just no. rained down fucking sleeves of cups at us. And basically there was one person on the ladder popping the fucking box up there, and down, and then there was a person behind him catching the fucking sleeves, you know. And <laughs> he'd, he'd count out, you know, like that's six 24 ounce cups. And then he wonder how over. he lost his job, eh? Dude, he didn't lose it for that because that tradition continued. I I I trained everyone in that because that ladder was <laughs> jankety. That ladder was jankety, and that was one of the smoothest things he's ever fucking taught me. I don't even remember his fucking name. But, uh, <laughs> dude, the, the restaurant industry will teach you so many life hacks to just oh, not overwork yourself because it's hot and you got to learn how to fucking play around the heat.
1: I When I was training before I took my management role, I would always train people. I'd say, OK, here's how you do it. And I show them, like, you know, the proper procedure. And then you look around, make sure no one's watching. Okay, OK, now here's how you really do it. 100%. I feel like every restaurant's the same way. I feel like most workplaces are the same way. Here's the procedure. All right, here's how you actually fucking do it, because fuck the procedure.
0: But yeah. moving
1: back moving back to some have stuff.
0: You get trained on the day shift, and then the night shift, you get trained the way that you're supposed totally, to yeah, run it correctly. That, that is Let's so get back bad. to this game, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, back to some people who clearly are following their procedures, though, like what the coach has taught them. Montreal Canadians really seem to have bought into what Dominic Ducharme is selling them. And, you know, I think it shows in the last night, great effort. I think the best game of hockey, arguably that we've seen Hockey Emmy play should have had a few more apples if it wasn't for the post and for, I'm sorry, I don't know whatever AHL prospect guy the Suns had in net. He played a great game. I'm not trying to disrespect him, but If it wasn't for him making some clutch saves on Toffoli, he would have had a few apples too. Like I think he already had one, but I think he would have had multiple.
0: Yeah, early into that game, it was frustrating because I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Who is this? And why is he dominating so much in the crease right now? Because I why is David Ayers (laughs) destroying us? (laughs) There was uh, I had to go pick my wife up from work, so the first period that I was able to listen to a lot of it was on the radio, and you're just saying this dude's name. I have no idea who he is. And I'm just like, this dude is fucking us because we, this should have been an easier night, you know, like going into this game, and he he was just clutch from just about start to finish, you know. But, um, but fuck, yeah, I'm kind of happy it wasn't Matt Murray because Matt Murray, we we've said it, like he's got like a shop vac in that glove. It's not funny <laughs> anymore. Um, um, but look, dude, it's really you said it earlier. Something's clicking with these guys. It's 100% on the on the penalty kill. Well, That's fucking yeah. two out of three on the power play. Like, that was a great night. 37 hits. Like, we did not take the night off. We've been taking the night off for a while. This was not the case, to, you know, last night.
1: And what I want to talk about, too, is, like, we're going to keep talking about this game. But after the game, we saw a video today of Jonathan Drewen 20 minutes after practice bag skating himself. <laughs> and we've heard that he's been staying later after practice. He was out there with Jake Evans and Romanov. By the way, Lindgren not enough credit. This guy hasn't been playing all year. He's been staying late with these with these guys to help them practice. Like I want to give credit where credits due. I've always had a soft spot for Charlie Lindgren because I never felt like he got
0: a chance. A True chance. chance.
1: Because when he played, do you remember when he first came in? His, his NHL career save percentage is like 931. I don't get how he hasn't got a shot. Hopefully, for his sake, Montreal lets him go in the offseason so he gets a shot somewhere. I still think he could be an NHL goalie. But anyway, sorry. Drew Ann helping out the young guys, bag skating himself, just putting in the work. People forget Dominic Ducharme was his junior coach. Drew Ann outscored Nathan McKinnon in their draft year with Ducharme at the helm. And it seems like Drew N's really bought in. He seems revitalized. He looks like a third overall draft pick. And I, I saw a tweet, KK and Drew N look like third overall draft picks tonight.
0: I think that was a great way of putting it. Saw the same, and that tweet should have, like, gone astronomically. Like, it should have skyrocketed. It should have been trending. Like, that that's a great way to put it. Like, I just remember – like, talking about Drouin previously, and a lot of fans do this, like, they targeted him. This kid is giving us his all right now, and it's showing, and you didn't need to see him, you know, basketing himself afterwards to 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 really see it. You can see it in his play, especially under Ducharm right now. You added that that was his previous coach. It almost feels like, like, let's take me, for instance. I fucking sucked in school because I didn't give a fuck but then there would be teachers that I respected and then those classes I'd have like amazing grades in it because I just wanted to excel for that person they found a way to teach me yeah exactly he literally looks like he's doing that with Dushan like he's like this guy I know this guy I'm comfortable with this guy you know like a lot of my you know getting into the NHL is because of what I learned from him he's putting maximum effort and he was doing it before now that he's in charge it's like we're going to see peak fucking uh, Jonathan Drewan, and I'm all here for it. There's no more fucking trade him, you know, trade him for something else. Like, I, I can't be that person. I saw another tweet, um, and someone was like, don't be surprised if you, you know, like, if he keeps playing like this, this is a possible, you know, alternate captain. Like, the way he's – Oh, 100%. Right now, he's just been dynamite, and I can't – I can't respect him anymore because, like, that that guy that I, I remember when I first came on, I said, you know, like, he seemed like he 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 was coming in and he knew he was going to be the number one guy and he was going to be the guy to turn the team around. It didn't work. That shallowness is gone, and this is, like, 100% Jonathan Drouin in to win with this system, with this team. Like, can't be more excited for the future for him right now.
1: Yeah, for sure. And while we move on to that, we're gonna kinda kinda move our way into some of the press conference talk that Mark Bergerman held. But I have to go muck some food. So I think we're gonna interject our um DraftKings stuff into here, right? And we'll take a small break and we'll be back to you guys. we right back in, with a quick commercial break. break. It's,
0: it's like fucking Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> brother, Mike. He's my brother, Matt.
1: And we are the Brothers of Discussion, hosting Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a vote In a season mired in tragedy and despair, we are here to be your audible Earl Grey. To bring joy, placidity, and perspective to one of the roughest eras in Red Wing history. Ah, we honor the past, find the positives in the present. I swear they're there. And paint the picture of what's to come in the Winged Wheels future. Paul Woods here on the radio broadcast to your Detroit Red Wings. And I'm going to play games like, Who's That? Who's come that on, Pokemon? Where Matt has to try and guess quotes pulled right out of context. For Jeff Blaschel, and we got to figure out who
0: that Red Wing is.
1: <laughs> Every episode, we put ourselves in the legendary shoes of Steve Eiserman. And play Be the GM, finding ways to ice a competitive team while accumulating assets for the franchise's future. We also shoot the breeze. Some of the great local and national voices in Red Wings hockey, including Ken Kell and Keith Gave and Greg Wasinski and Ryan Lambert. Check us out every Monday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts.
0: And check us out live every Wednesday and Sunday for Red Wings reactions and live conversations with you
1: on our YouTube channel, The Brothers of Discussion.
0: All right, that was our dinner fucking commercial break. Welcome back to Habs Nightly. I hope you enjoyed our uh, in between fun with the uh, Red. W- oh, come on, Red Wings rant, Mason. I hope you're full because I have a question for you. You know, um, you hey, got no, big I... into you got oh. big into the gym. Oh. I hear you over there. I hear you over there. You got big into the gym during COVID. I should have done the same. Didn't. But one of my favorite things to do post, post-workout is fucking eat. Yeah, I get it. You know, it's fucking fat. But, like, question, you know, what is your favorite post-workout food? And it's not what you had tonight, unless that is your favorite. But, like, what is your dream food to just chow down after putting in some work?
1: I think tonight would be the dream. I got fucking fresh cut of steak. <laughs> mashed potatoes some fucking I got two slices of bread for carbs
0: carb in it
1: got some carrots and like let me like I am not like a I have always been very skinny in my entire life and then recently like my dad is like the total opposite like you know some people are just like bigger like they're just bigger
0: big arthur
1: no I are close enough <laughs> Not close at all, actually, but, and so finally, like, I'm fucking, like, starting to fill out more, cut with the working out, I eat so much goddamn food now, Mm -hmm. like, it's unbelievable, but yeah, if I had any, uh, I'd have to go with that, fucking mashed potatoes and any kind of meat, hmm. mashed potatoes, I feel like are just a staple of, at least in Canada, like, I, I assume they're a staple everywhere, like, that's just a classic.
0: It's a staple down here. Yeah, we're, it's we're just a uh, staple. We're a starch-based economy, <laughs> <laughs> like a potato. Everything. Oh.
1: Fast food in the U.S. is so fucking cheap. Yeah, it's cheap. I can't believe it's cheap it. For I a see
0: because we're fucking
1: all we. Yeah, but Arby's got Arby's has that like five sandwiches for five bucks or something. That's fucking
0: insane. That's ridiculous. I used to fuck with rv's before the storm. We had one and then it closed down. But that should that should slap. Roast roast beef and cheddar bar with a chocolate sheet.
1: Oh well
0: anyway. Okay, before we before we segue. Or we you got, you year, got you got you got gravy you got gravy on your uh on your I had potatoes? gravy tonight. I had gravy white, tonight. White or dark.
1: Uh dark. All right. Uh-huh. Gravy tonight, cause uh the grandparents came over on the weekend for nice. a belated Christmas dinner. Nice. So gravy, gravy left over. Had some nice turkey. Ooh. Phew. But, you know, let's not talk about my my very small gym journey. Let's bring it over to the real pipe master himself, Mark Bergevin. He was in he – held a press conference today. Looked like a
0: fucking monster in there too. He I- is a monster. The guns – that guy's – Jacked. I don't trust his seamstress. Like, I feel like he's gonna fucking blow because everything's fitted on him. He just looks like he's gonna blow through his fucking sweater. Trevor awesome. Timmons.
1: Trevor Timmons is jacked too. And if you watch the, um, it's like the miked up draft for Cole Caulfield, twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. There's like a, a some girl. She's like young girl. She's working there. <laughs> she comes over. She brings them like some snacks. It's like chips and stuff. Timmons goes. <laughs> No, no, we don't want this over here. This, this is the gun squad. Just protein bars and protein. Sh- it, it's funny, anyway. <laughs> but um, moving on to that, uh, obviously, some major questioning about what happened with stefan Wade. And if you're unaware, which I don't know how you could be, with the way Montreal media is carrying this narrative,
0: if you're on Twitter, um, you have, I'm sure you've seen it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stefan wait our goalie coach since 2013, by the way, a highly respected goalie coach and mm-hmm. not only the Habs community, just the hockey community. Uh, he was let go, um, going into the third period last night, which I think drew some ire from some people, but Bergeron explained, look, he didn't want to fire him before the game. Cause he didn't want to distract the game. He wasn't on the bench or anything. He was sitting up in the press box. They let him know they were letting him go. And I'm sure for Stefan Wait." There are ways you would rather prefer to be let go, but it was that or let him go at eleven o'clock at night. So it's like you know what I think. It's not a great situation, but I'm sure there's not a lot of bad blood in the end. It's a business. We see we've seen players get traded in the middle of a game before. Immediately, I think of Mike Camilleri. Um, It happens, and you know, I people are upset. I'm sure, like I said, Wait probably would have preferred. Different circumstances, but I don't think that it was a classless move by any means.
0: Far from it. And um, I mean, dude, just Twitter's just going nuts. Um, they need something to bitch about. Hundred percent. You can't bitch about a, a a terrible play last night, so we'll just so bitch about Stephen Way, now he was let go. But like, like you said, like I don't think it was disrespectful. Like, if you do it before the game and everyone finds out. Then the players are off their game immediately, yeah. right? I mean, who gives a fuck if if it was mid if it was mid game if you, if he wasn't on the bench, he already knew about it. It was talked about so late in the game that it, it's not really going to swing anything. Okay, Stefan waits. He's been in the business. He's played. You don't think he he's dealt with that in his life? Like I'm sure, like. Now you know it's like to be dealt as a player. Yeah, it might be shocking your first couple of times. Like it sucks, but like you're in this market for so long. You're in this business for so long. Like it's probably like yeah, it's it's a big letdown. But guess what? The NHL recycles everybody. This dude's gonna find his place and he's respected. Oh, That's the number one like thing. See, he's yeah. respected. A he well will find a place. Coach. He is going a place.
1: to find. Yeah, he'll have a job. He's not out of a job permanently. Maybe in this COVID landscape, he'll have to um, quarantine a bit before he goes to go anywhere, but he'll have a job. And his replacement is Sean Burke. who I Who's guess Who's
0: is... currently quarantining.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I guess he served as a scout for Montreal for some time. I don't personally know a lot about him. Um, I know Richie from the Sporty with Corey and Richie podcast tagged us and said it was a good hire. So I'm confident in that. And I've also heard that this is a guy who had legitimate GM aspirations. Like... He had been in the running for a few GM jobs. So interesting move. I don't know why you would want to come work with a, be a goalie coach, but you know, maybe there's some sort of relationship with Mark Bergevin. Um, like I said, I'm honestly not too knowledgeable about this, but it could also just be the opportunity to come work with carry price. I think hopefully we're going to see the best from price. Now. I think after a while, everyone kind of, tunes out a coach after some time and Stefan wait's first few years in Montreal. Carrie was Carrie you know, was Carrie fucking price, Carrie fucking mm-hmm. price. He became Carrie price <laughs> under Stefan weight. And, you know, you know, maybe just not intentionally just start kind of tuning them out a little bit and, you know, a fresh pair of eyes, we're going to get to see price hopefully come back stronger as ever.
0: And I'm excited, man. I really am. Yeah. I mean, uh, Sean Burke, you know, like you said, we, I'm not, too familiar with him. I mean, he played well into, you know, right, like post Katrina for me, uh, he's 820 games played. I mean, this dude, you know, took, he spent his time here 18 years as a player. And I mean, if you look at fucking, he was in the running for the heart in the Calder, his first, you know, his first chance he could, Um He's thrown up there for the heart, the Vesna a couple of times, two back-to-back in the uh, 01 and then later in the 02 season. Um, and that's at the age 35. That's that's pretty awesome. But this dude made his way around the league. He's played for, if I'm not mistaken, like seven different fucking teams. I think this is big. You know, I'm, I'm going to take Richie's word for it. Um, I don't know much about this guy. But he, he obviously, he had a very lengthy career. He was moved around a lot, but still found a way to be essential for a team in his stay. Um, but, yeah, sometimes, like you said, sometimes you do lose, you know, you, you kind of lose the ear, you, you, you get sick of listening. Um, I'm sorry, but, you know, if we can all, as a collective, like we did last episode, where we're like, maybe it's time to start Jake Allen. I don't think Mark Bergervan's fucking around, you know. He's already made the coach change. He's already made the, uh, you know, the assistant change. If Carey Price isn't performing to the task right now and Jake Allen is, that's awesome. But at the same time, if Mer- Mark Bergervan's willing to move people already because of this, you know, this lackluster sh- start again, why not? You know. So uh, kudos for Mark Bergervan for not letting this drag any longer. He just nipped it in the bud. Hopefully, we do see some su- some success. Need a water break for a second, but I think this is big. You know. Um, uh, another thing is how people are talking in uh, on Twitter. Like people are upset that Kerry Price doesn't care that the media, you know, besmirches his name and talks shit about him. Yeah, and just to jump in. He's he's playing if, in one of the biggest fucking – he's playing in Canada. You're isolated if you have a fucking average game. Like, you don't think he's over this shit already?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I just – to clarify, because I don't know if you watch the prep conference. I think where they're getting that from is John Liu asked Carrie Price. – I'm not sure if it was John Liu, actually. It was Eric Angles, actually. Mm-hmm. Is a very, very good question. It wasn't meant to put carry off, but basically just these French reporters kept asking carry <laughs> price, this, this, looks like you don't care and stuff. And Engels basically said, what, like, what are your thoughts on the media? Like, um, asking you this, this perception of you, the perception that you don't really care about what's going on on the ice. And Price's response was, it doesn't matter to me anymore. And in reference to, it doesn't matter to me what the media thinks anymore. I don't care. So I think it's just the media upset that Price couldn't give a shit what they write about him. He doesn't fucking care. You know, he probably cares about his teammates and his GM think about him. And that's probably it. Mm -hmm. So I, I love it. I think it's a good get the media out of your fucking head and just go out there and play hockey. And just to kind of, I don't want to, you know, keep talking about this too much because if it was any other organization, we'd be talking about that fucking massive hit Romanov laid out last night instead of our goalie coach being fired. Cause like no other organization would make this as big of a deal as it has been made. And personally, I'd rather just talk about our young stud defenseman.
0: (laughs) All right. I'm about it. I'm about it. Uh, I love that about Carey Price, though. Just just, just work on you, you know. You got to not care, right? Fuck the media. You've been the star for so long, you know. you. Who gives a fuck what they say? So kudos to him. Kudos to him. Motherfucking Romanov. You know how aggravating it is to be driving in a fucking car in the rain and just hear this massive hit and the fucking dude, the, the radio announcer, is losing his fucking mind and you're just like, well, fuck! I can't find this. I can't. I can't take my eyes off the fucking off the road. I'm on the interstate, but like I'm Jones in the seat as fucking hit. <laughs> glad, glad, you know that it was so big, it was just everywhere when I got when I got to a stopping point. Oh, he crushed him. Like, like hip check too. You don't hip see that check. And it was almost like if he curved a bit more, it was like hundred percent beautiful. Cronwall you know, in the fact that like, this is like, this is, this is a rookie. This is a kid who doesn't fucking care. He's just trying to make the play. Right. Yeah. And you're seeing it as a rookie. This kid's got fucking balls. Yeah. And we're going to kind
1: of draw it to a close here, but like, don't you think that Romanov has just played so much better since Julian has been fired? He just seems to thrive under Dominic Ducharme. He's jumping up into the play. He did it multiple times um, against the Senators. He almost scored off a beautiful feed from KK. If it wasn't, I'm sorry to the Sens goalie. Like, after that game, I should know your name, but I don't. <laughs> um, if it wasn't for him.
0: <laughs> oh, fuck, uh,
1: that's so stupid. <laughs> why, fuck, do you know his fucking name? Uh, Decord. Okay, fucking Decord. Uh, if it wasn't for him, it would have been a nice nice goal off a beautiful feed. So, yeah, I'm just very happy with what the revitalization of Romanov that Ducharme seems to have sprung.
0: I mean, you remember how everybody was just praising him in the very start? It's because he's trying to, you know, he's trying to show himself. This is me. This is, you know, Alexander Romanov. Like, this is this is what I'm going to bring to the table. Dude, it's a brand new coach. Of course he would do this. Like we've talked about it. He's got like that suave, you know, fucking uh, he knows how good he is, right? You got another chance to prove to a brand new coach that you got it, you know? So of yeah, course this sure. kid's going to come out and fucking just just play phenomenal. And I don't think that he that the play that the the coaching style of Julian was not working towards Romanov, but you saw moments where they were slipping. You saw moments where he was still kind of learning the game. But what better way to bring in the new, the new coach, and basically be reintroduced to Alexander uh, Romanov than right now? He's had a couple of, you know, he's had what 14 games to really get adjusted. Brand new coach. It's like, all right, well, I, my feet are already wet. Watch for this, you know. If I can, I, you know. I'm cocky. Yeah, I know sure. what the fuck I'm doing. So yeah, Kudos I love that, that we're
1: seeing we're seeing his cockiness back. I think that's a big part of this game for sure. And then
0: this game, last, you know, last night's game, it, it felt like the team had that cockiness. Not just him. Like it felt like the team had that, that morale back. And I love that when they they asked DuChamp, you know, what are you gonna do with your game puck? And I'm kind of butchering it because I don't have the I don't have the quote in front of me, but he was just like, I'm not sure yet, but like this is special, you know, to get my first win. Um, as a head coach in the NHL, but with this team, you know means yeah. means a lot and awesome. And you awesome. Know, that's you a know you could rally him? a fucking team like that. You know.
1: You know who grabs it for him too? Who? Jonathan fucking Julian. <laughs> but anyway, um, that's gonna wrap things up for today. I'm sure we're gonna have a lot to talk about on our Monday episode. We've got quite a few games uh in between then and now and we were actually playing the jets next i believe right so that should be a really fucking Mm -hmm. interesting game maybe a goalie battle um i'm sure hellbook's gonna bring it he does almost every night so if you have any closing words Corey, now's the time
0: yes i do um i want to have a shout out to uh we talked about richie for a second but uh we forgot it last episode i'd be remiss not to bring it up but uh our friend Corey Nicole uh, is now engaged. So congratulations to you, Corey. What an amazing view of where you got engaged. That's awesome. Uh, we're super happy for you down here. And I don't want to butcher this, so I really need you to to have my back if I mess this up. But shout out to Habs Aggressor.
1: Is that it? Habs Aggregator.
0: Habs Aggregator for constantly promoting uh, up-and-coming content for all Habs fans. They, you know, Habs fans – Twitter can be kind of a slaughterhouse. Sometimes it can be kind of snobby along with just all of hashtag hockey Twitter, but um, it's a, we're building a tight net community where there isn't a lot of that anymore. And um, this is a, this is an up and coming group that loves to repost content and they've been doing it for us since almost day one. So uh, I love y'all for that. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. I think we can close it out. Mason's got to go fucking power walk. And uh, I can't wait to talk to you guys after our next game.
1: Yeah, so thank you guys for uh, listening. Uh, great parting words, Corey, once again. Um, and, uh, to the other Corey, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> this has been Habs Nightly. Uh, thank you guys for stopping by.
0: See y'all next time.